If you're gyrating your hips, you've uh, tuned into the right podcast. It's super fantastic, terrific. My name's Russ Turley. <laughs> I think I'm Andy Wang. the best uh, gopher impersonator. <laughs> I'm Andy Wanger. I'm Dave Svillich. <laughs> and uh, Brad's Brad, not going to introduce himself. Say. It's okay. Andy, no, I did. I, <laughs> I stepped I did on Brad there. Oh. Sorry, Brad. All right. Well, that's fine. I've been anyway. I wanted to start there. Uh, so, if you couldn't tell by the intro music, there we are talking about Caddyshack this week. But uh, before we get started on that, uh, Andy, uh, yeah, since man. last time we uh, we talked about Escape from New York, and it was on your birthday, oh, and I uh, it. yeah, so but you said you had a uh, one minute synopsis of, uh, of Escape yeah, from New York. Okay, what, so what did I say would you, have sir? Said... I would have said that I saw that movie on HBO when I was like maybe eight or nine years old and I didn't understand it fully, but I was so blown away by it, by the music is fantastic um, and the visuals. And you can see what Times Square used to look like, man, before they cleaned it up, right? Because now it's this beautiful place that all the tourists go to, but Man, back in those days, it was still really rough. So if you're a fan of New York, it's this great kind of documentary, almost, of of what things used to look like, you know. And then I just loved Ernest Borgnine. I'm a huge huge Ernest Borgnine fan. I just watched (laughs) The the Devil's Reign the other night, dude. I got that new NBC Peacock thing. It's pretty cool. They've got a lot of crazy stuff on it. And um, Ernest Borgnine is so great. It's the cabbie. Uh, Kurt Russell is so great as Snake Plissken. He's got things in his neck that are going to explode if he doesn't, you know, if he strays off the path. It's just great. It's got a timer. It's it's got it all. See, I, I, get, I knew that Andy was going to like it more than Russell did because Russell turned out had never seen it before. So and, I just I watched it for the first time. Like the the I finished it that day. About it as as a. Uh, well, you know, man, the thing was a critical bomb when it came out too. I don't know. That's another. It's another John Carpenter movie that was kind of underrated at the time that it came out. Yeah, so it flew under a lot of people's radar for sure. But the music is so good in those John Carpenter movies, including Halloween. You know, he wrote the theme to Halloween that he does concerts, and I would love to go to one of his concerts yeah. around around LA because the theme from escape to New York is one of my favorite instrumental pieces, you know, and, and he's a better musician than you would, than you would think, you know, that stuff's not easy to play. So, well, that's Um, what I said for me, like I hadn't seen it in a really long time and I'd actually like remembered it being better than, you know, my rewatch led me to believe. But it's right. when the music did kick in, that section when the music starts to kick in. And he's like walking when the movie takes off. with that limp. Yeah, yeah. he's limping along. Yeah. And um, I love the fight, the like pro wrestling style fight yeah. in the middle of that theater and the head, the spike in the back of the head. I mean, just so much, so much great stuff in it, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah, so dude, I would give it like a nine out of ten. That's oh, one of wow. my favorite is, uh... movies of all time. So, now, so you, escape, so you escape... would say then Snake Plissken better than Captain Ron, as far oh, as definitely. Wearing... Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And that's funny. That's funny uh... that you would mention they both had eye patches on. Yeah, yeah that's that's okay. So he's played a few eye patch characters over yeah. the years. Um, but it, but 
coincidentally escape from LA was not very good. And I would, yeah. gave it probably about a six and a half, maybe. Exactly. It wasn't very good. It's a disappointment. You know, if Peter Fonda is going to come out of retirement, he should do better films. That's all. <laughs> That's all, man. But, well, it's uh, no surprise I haven't seen Escape from L.A. either. And, I, and from, you know, the... You could skip it. From these reviews, I will so probably skip next, it. Next time Jason's on, we need to get his opinion then, because right now it's two Snake Fliskins and two Captain Rons in the, the Captain Ron versus Snake Fliskin battle. Oh, okay. Oh, That's right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. Who will win? Who's going to win the fight? Who wore yes. the iPads more better? <laughs> uh, well, Captain Ron wore the hell out of it, man. I'll, you know, Snake moved around a lot less. He was a lot more stoic, and Captain yeah. Ron just hammed it up on, with his eye patch. So oh, yeah. we'll have to see how Jason, you know, which way he goes. I'll have to respect his decision. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, but okay, actually, squad. Andy, you mentioned uh, the new NBC, the, the Peacock uh, channel. Oh, the, uh, how, how was that, yeah. man? I, I didn't know that dropped already. Well, what's, it, what's uh, up with that? It's totally dropped. And the thing that's got on it that I love is all the old Universal monster movies. And, um, you know, if it was Universal movies, then it's on this thing. And, you know, they made movies during the 70s and 80s that were just frigging bomb block up but you know blockbusters dude sorry um and you forget about them you know until you are go scrolling through and you realize that man god these guys were busy and making movies and you know good ones i mean the jurassic park uh, series and uh you know the mummies are all really good and you know I'm not, that's you know, they made ones that are better than that you know but like uh, Caddyshack's on it you know, oh, all the animal nice. house, well, all the, the national lampoon stuff the new frustrating thing is there are too many of these damn streaming services you know i just recently dumped the direct tv to save a little extra money during you know my covid pay cut and, right you know, I've, and I've been watching tons of stuff, but then all of a sudden you see something on your smart TV. It's all, oh, this movie's available. And you go, oh, that's on Voodoo or that's on. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like, you got to subscribe to Showtime for a month. Services. Yeah. Well, the, the problem with M, the NBC streaming thing now is that there's not like a must see thing. There's yeah. no Mandalorian type thing that's going to make people get it, you know, yeah. and. Right. And I think that's part of their their, their issue. Yeah, nobody you know, nobody's is, going. Oh, I, I can't wait to watch those old, old Universal movies. Right, you know, and so I wonder if they have anything in the works, you know, yeah. like a uh, Stranger Things type thing. Right, that yeah, would yeah, make people. Yeah, because I just uh, I got a thirty day trial to uh, the CBS All Access. I really I wanted to watch that uh, Star Trek Discovery and the uh, Picard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, far, totally, so far totally. the. Uh, Star Trek Discovery is hands down a lot better than Picard. Picard is kind of a mess. It's very, it's oh, very wow. uh, disjointed. It feels like, and I'm like, did I miss something? And I rewind. I'm like, no, I didn't miss anything. It's just like a lot of weird cuts. And... It's hard hard to catch up with a character twenty plus years after the last time we saw. Oh him. man, and poor poor uh, Patrick Stewart is just uh, yeah. he, he's is past he? his prime. He's in his eighties now. <laughs> Okay, so wait, let's let's wait a minute because Brad posted Wilford Brimley passed away and we were oh all bummed God. out. But Brad posted something on Facebook which was like a kick in the balls to me. First of and all, that was first, Go ahead, Brad. First of all, 
Who thought he was still alive? I I kind of thought he might still be alive. Uh, no, because I remembered hearing that uh, that I th- I didn't remember hearing of him dying, and I knew that I would hear of it. But you know what I mean. Yeah. But well, I didn't I mean, think. He, 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 remember, he was doing the commercials for the diabetes, like Di- diabetes. Diabetes, like fifteen years ago, and and this was the shocking thing. Like, okay, so this is the thing Andy's talking about. It said Wilbur Brimley died, and, and it said at age 85. And I was like, well, age 85. I'm like, well, is this like one of those recent right. old stories where someone like, didn't like, know like, he died 15 right. years like, ago? Like, Brad, like, I thought maybe there was an outside chance he was like 98 and just yeah. kind of invalid and maybe Alzheimer'd out somewhere or something. When I heard he died, I was expecting to hear he was close to a hundred years old. Now, no, now what year? What year did he do Cocoon? And how old was okay, he then? He so seemed Brad, he seemed about eighty five then, right? The Cocoon was in nineteen eighty six. Oh, okay. I thought it was eighty three. <laughs> he seemed that, ancient the then, time, man. At the time, apparently, Wilford Brimley was only forty nine years old. No. Yes. Okay. No so, way. So, so I started researching this. I'm like, well, there's no way. There's no way. I have to research. Right. This. Can't and be I, true. Yeah. The first thing that comes up when you research it online is like a, a comparison picture of like Paul Rudd, who we've all declared a handsome man. <laughs> right. At age 49, next to Wilford Brimley at age 49. <laughs> who was yeah. already an old man? Oh my god. Yeah, apparently Wilford I still Brimley don't, was 49 dude, I years still old, don't and those it. other guys in that movie were much older. They right. were, yeah. they were, yeah. they were. Don Amici was, it was, yeah. near, was on his deathbed practically. He had one foot in it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so I Wilford Brimley was 50 when he did Cocoon, basically. Yeah. 49. That is, he wasn't even 50 right. Yet. And dude, he 49. was my age a, when he did Cocoon, dude. Yeah. And so all I can guess is that at some point he fell into playing an old man, you know, Apparently. and was good at it or something. And he's like, I can work if I play an old man or. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not getting those, uh, you know, the leading man sexy roles anymore, or if ever. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, that's. But that was just like shocking to me. Like I had to like with everything nowadays. I always like research it a little bit more because you see, everybody posts so much crap that I just like. Anytime I see a news article that just doesn't make sense, I gotta like research it. You know. Well, the dude, the weirdest thing, real quick about 49. Cocoon, <laughs> about Cocoon is I remember him. At 49 years old, moving like an old man, yeah. and I it, like he would kind of hunch kinda, his shoulders yeah, yeah, up, kind of kind of shuffle along. Just a really good right. And he was just <laughs> acting. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, well, the, the weird thing is, if you think about it, because Cocoon's the first thing that pops into your mind when you think Wilfred Brimley, because it's mm. not the 1980s commercial or the quick right. oatmeal ads. Right. Um, and the story in Cocoon was these old people. That jump into this pool with these alien pods and get like some of their youth back. So, yeah. what if Cocoon is a true story? He was being reset. Whoa, dude. And that juice finally yeah. just, Here's a question. just right. wore off. Here's a question for you. Okay, Brian Dennehy was in that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And he just passed away this year. Yeah. At like 80. Right. So, <laughs> so he was Brian Danny. He was young. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but he was a little bit younger than than the than the, the three old men. Like you know? right. think about like in, in, in the movie The Firm, where Wilfred Brimley yeah. was in that, and when the way he ran 
was almost like, like I don't think his legs actually bent. It was more like a, his legs were going out and not like up to saying. run. Hey, you know? Probably from the diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> yeah. Oh that's man! True. We did have you diabetes. know what? Uh, go go keto, folks. That's, that's well. The then again, how did he last so long? If he had <laughs> the diabetes like twenty years he ago, apparently all those drugs that he, that he was shilling were uh, were working. I guess. Well, I mean, I'm telling look, you, okay. he jumped in the pool with the alien pods and he got cured. Mm. Okay, all right. Here's here's one jumping back a little. Okay, Angela Lansbury still alive. Okay. Yes. She kind of fell into playing mother characters in the sixties. Totally. Okay, Blue Hawaii. Elvis Presley was 26 in that. Angela Lansbury, who played his mother, was 36. Oh, man. Oh, no way. <laughs> well, she was still really good looking at that oh, yeah. point. She was yeah. still probably, you know. Or did, Okay, how about the Manchurian Candidate? It was like, did you ever see that? The yeah. Original? Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, she's like, she was like two years older than Lawrence Harvey, who, who played her son. Wow. So it's like. That's, well, that's really creepy. If, that's Hollywood. You know, she started playing the mom character so young that you know she right. stuck with that. Right. Oh, Florence Henderson when she started doing Brady Bunch said, "I'm never going to get another role again. It's not like a mom." And she, oh, was, she was bummed about it. Oh, she was like doing Swedish porn films or something like that. Get out of here, man! I don't, something if that if that were true, David, if that were true, I would have right. seen it all. Challenge yeah. accepted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm, not, I'm not saying she was doing those, but it was like it, it was like she was off doing obscure stuff in Sweden. Oh, well, she was a she stage actress. Right. That's you know, her and the dad were like classically trained right. actors. Have you guys been were, watching you know, those same the YouTube clips about all this old TV also? Because I, I I just watched all and got all refreshed on all this this Brady Bunch and Gilligan's yeah, Island. It brings it all right back. Yeah, oh, well, man, it's great. And, well, you know who they were originally looking to cast as Mike Brady, right? Mm-mm, who? Gene oh, Cassidy? Hackman. Oh, Gene Hackman? No Hackman. way. Right. Yes. Wow. He dodged, he dodged Bobby, a bullet on that one. That would have been Bobby, quite me, different. Bobby, give me the fucking key. Give me the fucking key. You know what I mean? Give me the fucking key. Give me the fucking key. Screaming at Greg, dude. Greg's got a dent in the car. <laughs> looking at him. <laughs> uh, I wish he had made it. Oh my goodness! I know, I know, <laughs> because we had so much success with the Sixteen Candles, we've gone to this, you know, the, these '80s movies thing. But it might be fun to revisit some of like the, the sitcoms from that era. I could talk about Brady Bunch and some of those shows for like. Oh for yeah, man, they were fantastic. Especially since there's nothing new coming out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Go go back to the classics. Yeah, might as well. Speaking no, of no. classics, Brad. Okay, you got something else before we start, Caddyshack? Oh, no, I'll bring that stuff at the end. So we come up to our topic of the night, Caddyshack. Is there any way we could hear the song a little bit one more time? Oh, absolutely. I got that right here. Please, and let's just give it like a good 10 seconds or whatever the minute maximum is we can. Oh yeah, there's this breakdown. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Hang on, here it comes, here it comes. This part right here, coming up. Very good. There goes Dave again. <laughs> Dude, I love that. I love that. Go for dancing. <laughs> 
I love that rhythm guitar that's just doing the open chords and yeah. the, the back of that song, dude. That's such a great tune, man. <clears throat> you had a well, couple like, good uh, like theme songs from a couple of movies there for a while there. Well, oh, yeah, I mean, oh, you, uh, yeah. Top Gun and then yeah. and Caddyshack. What else? Uh, Footloose. I mean, those are the, the oh, big three. Footloose. Yeah, dude, Top, Top Gun. Big, big three oh, right there God. for me, yeah. No, but uh, so uh, you know what? It's it's. I, we talked about Caddyshack, uh, doing Caddyshack, and uh, it's probably been ten years since I've seen it last. Um, the, the, who, who wants to? Uh, number one, is there a plot? And two, <laughs> somebody want to give us a, a, a rundown of the plot? I would give there. it to Brad. Okay. Give me what, what? is it? <laughs> I have to explain can, the plot. Can you give us a a plot a plot synopsis, please, of Caddyshack? Not Caddyshack Two. No. So let's just <laughs> go for, first. Bad. You know, before we start that, let's just go with the uh, the actors in this. Um, starting with Bill Murray. Yep. As, as the the, uh, the the groundskeeper. Yep. The mumbling groundskeeper. Carl Speckler. Yep. You have uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, yes. God, man. Wow. You have um, Chevy Chase. Yes. And uh, I don't have a list in front of me, but I'm just going off memory. And then Ted the, Knight. Ted Knight. Yep. Oh, Ted Dude, Knight was great. who really is Ted the smells. unsung hero of uh, Caddyshack, in my opinion, Ted Knight, man. Oh, yeah. Boy. Best movie he ever did, absolutely. And is there? No, I think that was the, as far as big name actors. That was, yeah. As far as I remember, was it? And then there was the, uh, you know, then there's all the, uh, no the newcomers, the, the caddies, right? Right. Um, well, thanks for nothing. <laughs> right. I, I don't know that that guy had a. Uh, it was good. That was a girl. No, that was his that was girlfriend. Maggie. That was, that was Maggie. I, Maggie, I thought yeah. that was the head's groundkeeper. He had a uh, Scottish accent. Oh, That's not what you were Scottish doing? Oh, he was Scottish too, yeah. Well, so look. Got to kill all the goofers. I'll get into the plot a little bit. Okay, go for it. It, it. it follows a group of caddies and, and and pardon me, I hope I didn't go out. It follows a group of caddies, and one of them is trying to get a scholarship that this golf club puts on. Mm-hmm. And in order to... To get this scholarship, he kind of needs to, like, kiss ass and try and be a really good caddy. And he's tr- – so so he's trying – you know, the movie is about – And win the tournament, about, too. Right. And he needs to win a tournament. And in order to win this tournament, he teams up with this ace golf bum who's like a tennis bum but a, a golf guy. And he's really good, dude. And he's rich. And he's like a trust fund kid who's never had to work for anything in his life. And that's basically, and he doesn't get along. And then Ronnie Dangerfield, oh, God, man. Al Chervik. <laughs> Brad, why don't you explain what Ronnie Dangerfield does to the Ronnie Ronnie Dangerfield is what you would call uh, new money. You know, there's yes. the old established people at the country club that are all classy and proper. And Blue then bloods. Ronnie Dangerfield just shows up as this, like, you know, he's got, like, this checked-out golf uh, club bag that's playing, like, rock and roll music and <laughs> He's got oh, like God. no manners. He's just like he's like a, a bull in a china shop coming into the country club, basically. Right. Yeah. Stirring things up. Yep. One liners the entire time. Just yeah, bam, 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 bam. He's just right. exactly just his shtick, and he's uh, he's going for it. And yep. uh, his uh, his focus is the Ted Knight character. Yeah. Right. His yeah. His focus of abuse, <laughs> abuse and torturing. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it's because he's such a tight ass, you yeah. know, and if he could have just, it's a good example of like the harder you fight someone like that, the worse it's going to be. You know, you just yeah. need to like go, oh, all right, let's, let's have some beers, you know, right. or whatever. Mm-hmm, Billy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, come down and christen my new sleuth. Mm-hmm. 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 Dude, and he, and was, he was so good as that character. Oh, but, I am yeah. no slouch myself. Yeah. Oh, don't sell yourself short, Judge. You're a tremendous slouch. <laughs> and, and, and okay, so Chevy Chase, you know, a lot of people don't think he's, I've heard people, Brad, I, I want you to I take this the wrong way, but I've heard people say they don't think Chevy Chase is funny. And I would. They are wrong, Cat. sir. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And I would point to Caddyshack would be one of the movies that I would say they should check out, you know, and the first oh, vacation and the first vacation. Dude. Yeah. Fletch. And Fletch. Fletch. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of great Chevy Chase well, movies, but he, he was like, he was at his best. He had like a, a six year, really, really, really strong run. And then after right. that, kind of like, you know, the, his selection in movies and his stardom kind of fell off, but he had like, a really Cat, good yeah. Run and in. you know, Dude, incidentally, Caddyshack was kind of written around that Chevy Chase character, dude, yeah. who was supposed to be more like an Arthur type guy on the on the golf course, and right. he just felt like felt like it was almost too close or whatever to that formula, dude. And so they wrote this thing in with this Irish Catholic kid and this, from this big family, you know. So you want him to do, you want all these caddies to do well because you 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 know they're working class kids and. Um, yeah. And, and there's a pool scene where they open the pool, the club pool, for like five minutes or ten minutes or I forget what it is. And all the caddies get in there and they do oh, yeah. this synchronized yeah. swimming. This synchronized swimming the breaks out, though, in the middle of it, you know, and it's just great, man. Awesome. And then, of course, the candy bar lands in the pool. Yes. <laughs> and- yeah, the baby Ruth candy bar lands in the pool, dude. Spalding is one of the greatest characters of, of, of all time, and that's the nephew of wow. Ted Knight's character. Yes. And they're walking I want up a hot to the dog. Candy. No, I want a hamburger. <laughs> you got nothing in my head. <laughs> constantly screaming at it, dude. Yeah. But Grandpa, my asthma. I'll give you <laughs> asthma. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So dude. did T- Ted Knight play any other characters besides like that yelling, screaming uh foil? Oh, I mean, really? Sure he he, he enough, his yeah. claim to fame before that was playing uh Ted Baxter, who was on the Mary Tyler Moore, on Mary Tyler Tyler Moore, Moore show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, who was the, right. the news anchor who appeared that's authoritative right. and smart, but off the right. camera was a complete idiot. I forgot about that. So he was on a smash. He was, he was Ron show. Burgundy yeah. before there was a Ron yeah. Burgundy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, well, I'm sorry, no, so wasn't he also in uh, Too Close for Comfort? Was that yeah, Ted? He yes. was. Oh, and man. Yes, and, man, though, that show just never did it for me. Oh, I, I loved that show. What was the uh, the, you... the character, the uh, the upstairs? Uh, Monroe or Monroe, 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 absolutely. Schneider. Well, Schneider was and then Schneider's one day at a time. Cousin. Oh, see, I'm getting my crappy sitcoms confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that would there be one day at a time. Like, the point was brought up that a lot of people just don't dig Chevy. And for me, that is right. like so the opposite. You of, know like, what? Like, I, I kind me, of understand that, gold. though. You know. Uh, I, 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 Chevy Chase is like if you uh, vacation movies. Yeah. Okay, fine. Clark Griswold is just like 
one of the best characters ever. The, the original, <laughs> definitely um, the fun. Original Vacation yeah. and Christmas Vacation. Yes, well, and even perfection. A hit. European one is the least pop- popular. Absolutely no. Yeah. Give Vegas oh, yeah. Vacation another chance. Vegas Vacation is one of those movies that grows on you. The first time you saw it, you're like, sure, it was good, but not as good as Christmas or the first one. But it totally grows on you. There's a great line in Vegas Vacation because they've had different kids in every movie. Where Chevy right, Chase goes right. to the kids, he goes, "The kids are growing up so fast, I hardly even recognize them." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. But, but but I think European Vacation was watchable. It's it had just, its moments. It just was. It's I the, think it's there was the some miscasts. There were some yeah. miscasts involved with the kids. children. That's you know, there was the uh, the Audrey uh, actress in that one. I mean, yeah, just I like makes her, it... but I don't know. Well, when you go from Anthony Michael Hall to the big doofus redheaded kid, right? right. Oh, kind yeah, of look right. like him, man. But yeah. yeah, he didn't have any. He didn't have the comedic chops that no. Anthony Michael Hall had. Oh, of course. <laughs> I mean, man. Or uh, what was the the guy in uh, the one in uh, Galicki? What's the uh, actor John, that Johnny played? Galecki. What? Yeah, he was Johnny Johnny Galecki from uh, Big Bang Theory. From Big Bang Theory, yeah, he was the uh, other. And Roseanne. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, oh yeah, he, he was went good. on to be a huge. Uh, right. I yeah. mean, who knew, dude? Wow. Not bad. But no. So, so anyway, so back to Caddyshack. Um, some of my favorite scenes in there are, are some of the Chevy Chase ones. Because like he's, you said, he's this, you know, rich, you know, playboy, does whatever he wants, doesn't care, doesn't follow the rules. Like, they had, he has so many funny lines because he's oh, just kind of like he doesn't the, really give a shit. The, the, you scene, where, the scene where he's pit, taking a piss on the green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite's when he... Because they, they, they frame it like he's lining up a shot and oh, shows yeah, him zipping right, up his yeah. pants. <laughs> And the funny like thing when... is about this movie is you've got Chevy Chase and Bill Murray, and they only have one scene together. Well, there is a history yeah, behind that. It's kind of a yeah. forced scene, dude. Yeah, they had, to, they had to come up with that. Yeah. Um, but I guess at, when Chevy Chase left Saturday Night Live, Bill Murray took his his spot, his yeah. spot, and they brought Chevy Chase back for a guest spot. And yeah, I think a fist fight broke out between yeah. them. Oh, really? He was butthurt, dude. Oh. Yeah. He was butthurt. Because Bill Murray was being, being Bill Murray. And, yeah. and people were like, didn't miss him that much, right. you know. And when he left SNL, dude, he was like on top of the world, man. Well, I don't both know. Of those, I think both of those guys, if you, if you think about it, because for me, Bill Murray's very hit or miss. I either love the movie he's in or I can't right. stand it. He's like, he, he walks that thin line of being a sarcastic asshole where you're like, you're either in on the joke or you're just like offended by that, you know, right. thing. So like there's movies like, of course, we, we all love Groundhog's Day and Scroo- Scrooge and right. you know, Strikes, Ghostbusters. But then there's other movies like What About Bob where I was just like, oh, oh, can oh come it, on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Baby <laughs> steps. Come on, on Brad. Movie. Baby steps, man. What the heck? Yeah, that was exactly. a great movie. But my point is both of those guys are very like kind of sarcastic. And I could just see them not mixing well, you know, like I bet they're a little bit, both a little bit of an asshole every once in a while. Oh, there was probably cocaine involved. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Of course. Man. Of course. Yeah, you know, this yeah. Is, this that, was that was movies. everywhere. Amy for a while was doing these like two hour documentaries on like the making of some of these movies. You know, I watched the Jaws one, watched the Caddyshack documentary was almost as interesting as the movie itself. Yeah. They were just talking yeah, about how it was like I a nonstop party scene. Right. 
And like, right, they, like, they didn't even yeah. know if they were going to get through the movie because, you know, people were partying too much. Yes, dude, every night. If just you get a chance to ever see that, you got to watch the behind the scenes of Caddyshack. It's yeah. like yeah. amazing. And what I guess uh, Brian Doyle Murray, uh, Bill's brother, who was one of the writers, and this is a lot of this was based on his time as a caddy. Uh, so these are char- a lot of these characters were based on real people. Oh, I love the Italian kids, man. There's like an Italian family, you know, that's, that's in the caddy group. Yeah. I don't know, but it's so funny, man, because the, he, the there's a scene where he wants to buy a Coke and the oh, lead caddy the is, is, yeah, and he locks himself in this cage. And so he gets kicked out of the cage by Brian Doyle Murray. And this fist fight ensues, and they tip over the gumball machine, and all the candy goes all over the ground, and they all start picking up the candy, dude. He's just <laughs> so pissed, man. What does that say? No littering. What does that say? No right. fighting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's great, man. It's a great movie, but I heard they barely got through it. Yeah. That it was very dysfunctional. Now, it, it's I a mean, fascinating documentary. And, and maybe this is, you know, common knowledge, but I mean, is Brian Doyle Murray in every movie that Bill Murray's in? Because it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's close, man. Yeah, I think Bill I Murray know. tries to feature his other brothers. It's in like Clint US Howard is yeah. always in Ron Howard movies. I mean, yeah. yeah. No matter, even if it's just a tiny uh, bit character, you're like, oh, there he is. Well, All even right. Right, right. Every, yes. everyone. With, with his, he does a lot of voiceover stuff. You hear him in cartoons all yeah, the time. He's man. the voice of the the Flying Dutchman in SpongeBob. Yeah, right. Go. And oh. Captain Knuckles on a series called Flapjack, which is very <laughs> funny. <laughs> How do you know that? Really? <laughs> I used to watch it with the kids. You know, when you've got little kids, you've got to find decent kids' stuff to watch. Oh, yeah, you have so to get what happened to Sesame Street? Something, but it's like, no, I can't let the kid watch this yet. No, none of that. Right, like education garbage. Like they started liking the Simpsons at a pretty young age, and most of the racy stuff would fly right over their heads. You know what I mean? So the Simpsons was good about that, but yeah, dude, you know. Well, like for in my example, like I, I know that Hudson's not really old enough for scooby-doo yet but he likes music so mm-hmm. i've been playing what's new scooby-doo on netflix and he hey, likes, man he likes the song Look. so i'm getting him indoctrinated into scooby-doo early oh, like scooby-Doo. Man. teach him to be a meddling kid yeah yeah man scooby-doo is one of the better cartoon franchises oh, yeah. you you hardly see any scooby-doo thing whether it's a movie or just a short that totally sucks you know except for so. the, the couple seasons with scrappy you know that was, that was, oh that, god else yeah was. but they turned that into a whole joke in that second in the movie, movie, yeah. the movie? It was oh, scrappy right. trying to bring everyone down you know yep. it's pretty funny <laughs> all right so um the uh the so let's talk about bill murray's character because it's very um just very one note for me always was like you know he's just it's just a stoner, supposedly, drunk guy, dude, you know. Suppo- hey, man, Russ, supposedly he got no direction on what he was yeah, supposed dude, to be just saying. Or point what the camera at him and just let him do. go. Is that dude, right? He, the, he just shot wearing what he showed up in that day. They put a hat. 
they gave him access to a gardener's shed where I think he found some shit that he kind of put on, dude. But there was no effort made to, you know, find any kind of wardrobe for him or anything, dude. <laughs> his, line, he, his lines totally feel improvised, too. Like, you know, right, just sitting there right. commentating, you know, like, he's talking about the old lady. She must have been, like, in her 70s. And he's oh, like, that's great. one of the fun. That's one of the funniest Oh, yeah, pulled it up there. But that's why that scene, like I'm saying, it's so weird that they only had one scene together because that scene between the, him and Chevy was just like gold. And it oh, almost yeah. felt like both of them were Oh, where they were smoking weed. That's yeah. right. Yeah, dude, that is Chevy's that like is playing night scene, golf man. and his ball goes into the, like, you know. His the, little shed, man. The yep. shed that the guy lives in. Yeah, like lands yeah. on his uh, like in his ashtray or something, and, and he, goes, uh, can I get a ruling here? Can I just play through? You know, right, he's right. Like ripping on he each goes, other, like Bill Murray's going off on some long story. Chevy Chase is like pretending like he's listening, and yeah. he goes, "Go yeah. ahead and take a hit off that. That's a big ass Bob Marley joint." <laughs> and he starts coughing. Hey, hit this and thing of Almaden. Oh, cannonball it, cannonball it. Cannonball it, and he, and he starts coughing, and he says he calls the weed dynamite hack. He goes, "Yeah, man, that's some dynamite hack." And he's like, "That's a funny name for weed." But I, I and he made wish it up. There had been sure. more scenes with the two of them because that was just that was so good. And and, I, and this is another movie where I really love Bill Murray. Like I said, some movies right. don't like him. Some movies like he's just he's either great or mediocre. There's no in between. It's so interesting because. The now I find, feel. Go ahead, the, the thing to look for is that that whole scene where he's he's uh, whacking at the flowers. Yeah. Apparently that was like there's like a whole thirty minute version of that. <laughs> it was just him ad libbing throughout yeah. the whole thing. Oh, insane! Dozens and dozens of different things. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure. And that if they could put that on a on a DVD. Yeah. That would be. Oh, golden I bet you was probably out there. You can find you know, that. Some outtakes. I, I, I've looked. I've looked. Hmm. <laughs> so. Um. So anyhow, should we do favorite scenes of Caddyshack? <laughs> is that too difficult to do favorite scenes? Of no, Caddyshack? I think it's a, favorite scenes is a good one. Okay. Now the look on Russ's well, face tells me he might not even have. A favorite I, you know, scene I do have a. Favorite. You know what? My favorite character was the Ty Webb character, Chevy Chase. Yeah. When whenever he was playing golf, he would, uh, you know, just, no, 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 you know, and he would like, you know, yeah, that was pretty sweet. Just be, just be the ball, you know. That was yeah. be the ball, Billy. And he goes, "I'm not talking. I'm not talking. It's hard to concentrate with you talking, sir. Sorry, I'm not talking." <laughs> so pretty much, uh, you know, any scene with uh, with Chevy Chase. Um, I see. I I, see, I I found the uh, you guys really like the Bill Murray character. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And, and his scene, like that one with the uh, with he and Chevy Chase was fine. But I think it was funny because Chevy Chase. Yeah. On this particular right, right, right. Anyway, right, right, but uh, my, I would say okay. you know, the, the the golf scenes with uh, with Chevy Chase were, were the my favorite. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. The the golf. Now David's and, been quoting this movie relentlessly, so he's got this movie memorized. I'm serious. <laughs> All right. Uh, this movie like oh, I God. do. Okay, I, I would have to start with the the golfing in the storm, the bishop, oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, the Lutheran yeah. bishop out there golfing in the storm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the best like... day ever, like club <laughs> record. Well, I don't think the the heavy stuff will come down until later. Oh yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty classic, man. I forgot about that. And, and then of course he gets struck by lightning. Yeah. <laughs> 
And Bill Murray just kind of puts the golf bag down, kind of slinks away. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Dude, my so what's favorite, your favorite, Andy? My favorite scene is where Rodney Dangerfield gets into a confrontation with somebody out on the on the uh, greens. And uh, it's fairly early in the movie. He's still kind of introducing the character. And when, uh, oh, yeah, the caddy. He gets into an argument with that Italian kid that I liked, and he kind of likes the Italian kid because the Italian kid's just kind of like not putting up with his shit. You know, he's kind of pushing back a little bit. And at one point, the Italian kid goes, "So, what are you gonna do?" And he goes, and, and Rodney Dangerfield goes, "So, I'm gonna dance." And he like turns on this car stereo <laughs> that he's got built into his in his bag. And journeys uh, any way you, you want, want it. it. That's the way it comes on. <laughs> and he starts dancing, man. And he had this way of dancing that was just, he used to do this thing where he'd kick his legs out yeah. and throw his arms down and stuff. And like, so then everyone else on the golf course kind of starts dancing too, you know, and it's just, just, that's probably would, my favorite. Dance it's kind of like, you know, when Mr. Furley would do his fake uh, karate moves. Yeah, kind of very stiff. Some, yeah, some funky chicken or something. Uh, they were kind of an Elaine Bennis thing going on. Oh there. yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about what about you, Brad? What's your favorite? For scene? me, it's it's. I'm also going to have to go Chevy Chase here. I like the scene where he's uh, trying to seduce um, the girl. I can't remember her name right now, but she was also the girl that was in Tron. Lacey Underall. That's her character name. Yeah, Lacey <laughs> Underall. Anyway. She was the hot one with that when she walked by the pool, everybody's heads turned. You know? Yeah, she was in Tron. I forgot and about all that. The, well, uh, all, all, all the caddies sucked the in their pool. stomach in the pool. Is that the yes. Yeah. Saying? Yes. Yeah, trying to impress her. Good. But anyway, Chevy Chase is like, he's like hitting on her and he's playing that piano. Was, and that was Cindy him, Morgan. Like, a, you know, sexy oh. massage, but it's all like, you know, ridiculous. The, and, the oil's spilling everywhere, which is I exactly like what happened. I feel like Chevy Chase and Steve Martin are the reason why I have those moves as an adult, because... When when you watch the movies and and the moves they use on the girls in the movies they they never work you know like Clark Griswold you know jumping in the pool with Christy Brinkley I I feel like watching Chevy Chase and Steve Martin probably ruined my chance of being able to have moves with girls <laughs> I, I was watching watching how they were you know doing yeah. it, it, just it was worked it worked yeah it, did, it worked for them but <laughs> no but he does some funny I can't even remember it offhand it's been about maybe five years since I've seen it. But um, yeah, he does some like some stuff there that was just like hilarious. He's like starts singing. It's just very Fletch Chevy Chase at his best yes. style. Now, so I go Chevy Chase. Yeah, trying to romance the okay. Uh, second second favorite scene. Me second favorite scene. Yeah. So go to someone else first. Let me reverse order. Reverse order. Brad's first. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll go. The whole scene with the boats. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, the just the the the, the destruction. That remind some, some remind, rich guy that, remind that me. Was... It's been again. It's been a while. What? what uh... Okay. Uh, Ted Knight is christening his new new yacht, the Flying Wasp. <laughs> <laughs> Down at the the at the yacht, at the yacht club, mm-hmm, Billy, and <laughs> so he's down there, and Rodney Dangerfield sees him. On, and he, Rodney Dangerfield's out on his big, what, fifty-foot uniflight powerboat, and he's like, so he's like, hey, that's my buddy. So he, 
he wants to go over and talk to Ted Knight. So he has on his boat, which he owns, he has tons of money, but he knows absolutely nothing about how to drive a boat. Yeah, he's going it's, like he's going like thirty five in the five mile an hour no wake zone. Yes, exactly, <laughs> causing just utter destruction and chaos wherever he goes. To, to the point where he he actually comes right up to the, Ted Knight's boat right at the end, and they're like yelling at him to stop. So he pulls the power back, and he drops the anchor, which goes right through Ted the, <laughs> Ted Knight's boat, and punches a hole in the bottom of it, which and it's starting to sink. At the conclusion of that, Rodney Dangerfield comes down and says, looks down and says, "Hey, you scratched my anchor." <laughs> Good. Uh oh, did we lose Andy? Oh, yeah. he's okay. he's muted. He's muted. Hello, Unmute. sorry, sorry, I was muted. I'm 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 unmuted. But what I was going to say is that when that was funny, I was wondering how come you guys weren't letting me butt in. Uh, now I know <laughs> <laughs> my mic wasn't on. Um, when they the, his Ted Knight's wife has a bottle of champagne and she oh, as it is yeah. very at this very modest little sailboat and she's going, I christened thee the flying wasp and she hits the bow sprit. What do you call yeah, that that's part the of bow the sprit and just and, rips the and thing the right thing off. falls right <laughs> off into the water and Ted Knight like grabs it and puts it underneath his arm. Well, get some glue. Yeah, I mean, well, get some glue. Dude. It just comes right off, man. And then Ronnie Dangerfield comes charging over in his boat, you know, so they just can't win, man. And he's dressed up like an admiral, dude. He's wearing like he's navy got the whites full gut, with gut rock outfit. Yeah, yeah. It's scotch outfit. Yeah, exactly. Scotch yeah. ad. Yeah. I probably like the scene where Bill Murray is has the scope on his shotgun, and he's he's talking about how the only the only good good gopher poontang is dead gopher poontang. <laughs> And how he has been issued a license by the government to kill gophers, you know. And um, some of the best improvisation, I think, in that scene, dude. Yeah. So that's my second favorite scene. There, there's some scene where Ted Knight is trying to, like, win uh, Ty's character over at his side. And the whole, you know, we need to get this... Uh, you know, uh, this crazy out of control guy off the golf course. Oh right, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Chevy Chase's character kind of like you know listens to him and bullshits with him, but then like turns on him, and, you know, which leads to the whole big uh, golf game. Yes, right, game. because Chevy Chase likes Rodney Dangerfield's yeah. character more than he likes. Well, Chevy Chase character. just doesn't care. Like he doesn't care about all the you know official snotty you know golf club. Yes, the, the snobs versus the slobs. Yeah. Is that what they is that what they uh, build that as, David? Yes. Oh, really? Oh, I did not know that. I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, because I play golf, um, I appreciate the the golf scenes. Um, I think one of my favorites was uh, when Ronnie Dangerfield. I think it was Ronnie Dangerfield. Come up to because uh, of Ted Knight. He's like, "Hey, put your hundred bucks. You slice it into the woods." <laughs> Dude, I know. Man. I know. And Ted's like, there, there's yeah, no there ga- there's no gambling at the uh, at the club. What was it called? It was called Bushwood. Bushwood. Yeah. There's no gambling at Bushwood. And the then Ted and I proceeds. He proceeds to uh, <laughs> slice it right into the woods. Yeah. It's like, so good. Well, that, they, were, they, they were perfectly cast opposite of each other because you oh, couldn't yeah. get better than Ted Knight's stuffy, you know, overblown 
attitude. And Roddy Dangerfield is just like, he'd be obnoxious at any party kind of guy. <laughs> it's pretty funny where he cuts in and starts dancing with his wife, too. At that, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. There's a party scene that's really funny. like 12 bucks the hard way? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> funny. Now, the funny thing is that they did do a sequel. And and they obviously couldn't get Rodney back, so they just got uh, Jackie Mason, who's basically the same character. Who was really funny, right? So you know how Ty would go, ta-na-na-na-na-na-na-na? Yeah. Jackie Mason's character went, ta-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. As he's watching this ball slowly roll across. He's doing this with his mind and going, ta-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na
he always did look pretty robust though you know yeah. and 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 had that mustache and the big cheeks and stuff so he he was healthy dude god he bless always him played old, though. it's not like he just played old for that one movie because he was also the old guy in the Ewok <sighs> battle for endor movie like he dude, played he when, played old okay. for 30 years like so <laughs> So when Russell and I worked hey. at when Russell and I worked at the first Blockbuster in California, there was this movie reel that would play like every forty five minutes on these televisions all around this Blockbuster, right? Remember these, Russ? Absolutely. One of them would be one of them would be like a Broadway one, and it would be all the all the Broadway movies we carried, and one of them was like a Western one. And it was this character, Wilford Brimley, as this general. But this younger cowboy is just reading him the riot act. And he's going, you ain't even a general. You took the train into Shiloh and showed up two days late. I know you didn't do nothing. You're a liar. (laughs) And Wilford Brimley just, you know, sat there and took it. Ross, do you remember that at all? I, you know, do you remember that? I, 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 rem- I remember the uh, the dancing part. I don't can't say I remember the right. Wilford Brimley part, but I do remember that one very well. With um, the seven brides for seven brothers and mm-hmm. go in court, tin, go in court, tin. All I would do is sit and watch this, these things, you know. It's weird when you work at places things. that have things that are on a loop, like what gets stuck in your head. Right, never goes dude, away. exactly. You're like, I look. This I worked is my one favorite. summer yeah. when I worked at Disneyland. I, I I was too young when I first got hired to work attractions, so I started in custodial busing at the outdoor restaurants. And one summer, I was at the Village House, which has a terrible soundtrack, by the way. But there yeah. was this one. There was this one kind of upbeat song, like you know, it was like a polka song or whatever. Nice. It was just like you would wait for that song to come back around the one hour loop. Yeah, because you're like, this is my... Four minutes of joy. Right. This is my favorite part of this shitty hour of music or whatever that I have to listen to. Sweeping up trash, cleaning tables, and I get four minutes of the little oompa band. So mine was uh, when we worked at Heidi's Frogen Yozert. Oh, we had this Muzak tape loop. You used to get me free yogurt there. Hey man, of course. I'm sorry, we can still get in trouble for that. But um, (laughs) there would be this Muzak tape, and this is before they had like they used to have like an FM channel that they would uh, yeah they would broadcast over. But before that, we had a tape. It was just like a giant eight track tape, and it just kept going. And I just waited for um, uh, the uh, the 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 Buttercup saying, "Why don't you fill me a Buttercup?" Yeah, dude. Dude. You know what? Those weren't bad. And then we had a Beatles one too. We had a exactly. Beatles one. Mm-hmm. We had like a '60s hits one. Yeah, no, that music wasn't bad. No, you know, I, the, I, when the song comes on, I'm like, I'm immediately back and with my uh, with my visor on and my apron, and I'm pumping yogurt. You know, that's <laughs> when I hear go. one of those songs. Hey, they made you manager. They gave you keys to the place. You had Man. responsibility. Just <laughs> uh, what you do with a 15 year old. Yeah, right, man. Golly. A 15-year-old pumping yogurt. Pumping oh, yogurt. man. Okay. Ranchero, dude, a ranchero. There's so many ranch. comments I could say to that, Brad, but I won't. Well, that's the, the only popped in my mind. It's like this memory. Is that a euphemism for something? Think of my days pumping yogurt. <laughs> oh, dude, we pumped so much yogurt oh, back God, then, that guys. was so good. Oh, it was so... ridiculous. <laughs> Sore all the time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Your pumping arm was sore. Oh, it was oh, it, it was so cold. Also. Oh, it was so cold, dude. <laughs> the frostbite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> well, what's up? What's so, up, so, Kat? so right. let's get let's get a, a go around and uh, let's let's raid Caddyshack. Um, and I, I'm going to allow you to if you uh, if you've seen it, because if I was remembering fondly, uh, I would I would say I would give it an eight out of ten. But after really like I, I watched a kind of a condensed version. I'm like, let me give me, refresh my memory on this thing. You watch the, the NBC primetime network edited version. <laughs> no, well, not even that. It was, Cuts more, out all the good it was stuff. more like a 15 minute, like all the best scenes from Caddyshack. I'm like, okay. Um, and then now after watching that, I'm like, oh, I think I remember it fine. I'm like more fondly than it really deserved to be remembered. Mm. Mm, so, but I, I would still, I would, uh, I wouldn't take it down too much. Maybe a, uh, and I, and I know that uh, maybe you'll scoff, but I would say probably a six at that point. Oh wow, oh, man! Wow, uh, six and ten. A solid nine for me. Um, solid. When I watched nine. it again a couple years back. It still held up. It's still funny in all the right places. Danny, yeah. I've sent boys your age to the gas chamber. I didn't <laughs> oh, want yeah, to, man. but I felt I owed it to them. <laughs> dude, here's the thing. So Brad gives it a nine out of ten, dude. Like. I think in a lot of the movies that got made back then, like Animal House, I didn't mm-hmm. really like that much. I would give that like a seven or something maybe. But yeah. and honestly, I think Caddyshack was one of the funnier movies that oh, yeah. that wasn't really – you know, so many of these things get overquoted to the point where it's not as good as you remember it or whatever. Yeah. But Caddyshack seems to me to have enough material. There's so much material. Like the whole movie is kind of quotable, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, and the cast is just and the cast is really good. Name. So, so I I would give it like an eight and a half to nine out of ten, definitely. If you're a fan of any of those people, you have yeah. to see that movie. Yeah. How about you, David? I'd give it a nine out of ten. It's it's still fun to watch today. I mean, yep. right, 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 right. So so here's the test that I always you know put these old movies through is if I put my kids in front of it. I sit my, and, and I, I use my 16-year-olds right now because I was 16, approximately. Mm. I think it's when, when it came when we came out. We were about that age. When did it come out? What year? It was 1980. 1980. We were nine. Nine. Yeah. So we were even younger. Yeah. But I, I, I didn't see it then. I saw it when I was no, like 16. Later. Like that was yeah. – uh, so, uh, Actually, I did see it when I was nine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, David. That's yes, okay. yes, yes. I was quite the corrupted youth. Oh my god! But if I put my kids in front of it now, wouldn't hold their attention. Um, no, no. I'm gonna well, say and that, and that's the thing. A problem with that theory, though, is like movies are paced so differently now. You know, and and personally, when I go through comedies, when I watch modern day comedies, rarely do modern day comedies. You know, there's a laugh here, there's a laugh there, but none of them hold up to the '80s comedies like that I remember. Or yeah, they, 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 nowadays they, they, it seems like they more go for like let's have a memorable scene than they do. For right, like gross. There's out. A, there's a more oh, more formulaic now. I mean, there's like you can almost you know when you go into a comedy now, you just you know the plot, what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I would much rather watch like a really good sitcom or reruns of a really good sitcom than most comedy movies. In fact, most comedy movies that come out now, I'm like all. Oh, you know, I'll wait for rental or Netflix or whatever. I, I don't see comedies generally in the theaters anymore. Where they're the few day, and far between. Dude. You're back not waiting day, for Paul Blart Mall Cop Three, you know? Yeah, no, <laughs> no. 
Well, like the last dude, the the last Will Ferrell movie that came out for free, like on uh, Netflix. Oh, I, I, I the Eurovision. Did you watch it? Right. I did. Oh, I watched man. it, and I thought, I thought, dude, like I rough. felt good because it was for free on Netflix. You know, yeah. if I had paid to see that, in the I would have been angry about been, that one. I don't know. Yeah. I would have been about it. You know, but so. I watched the whole thing, and at the end, Laura and I looked at each other like. Why did we sit through that? Like, right. I, I feel like I, I want that's that. I want that I'm hour saying. and a half back. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's I what saw I'm the saying. trailer and just like, said, "Why did I sit through that?" <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, I'm a huge ABBA fan, dude. Yeah. So I had to, you know, I Check like the out. music, and and there is some good original music in it. There really is some pretty decent, you know, mm-hmm. songs in it or whatever dude but it just wasn't his character was not funny dude yeah that's right i said well, just the, the, for me the trailer just looked like you know i used to always say like will ferrell was great even in bad snl sketches but when you take a bad snl sketch that usually were like a little bit too long because snl is live so they have to like if they've written something that's good for four minutes they have to stretch it out to eight because they can't, you know, do costume changes for the next scene. Right. Whereas when you watch stuff like Python or Kids in the Hall, they would write things for as well, you know, as good as they were, like however long they were, you know, because they weren't yeah. in front of a live audience. So I feel I... like that whole movie looked like a bad SNL sketch to me. Okay, dude. Here's one of the things I'll tell you this right now, Brad. Is these com- these comedy movies that they do nowadays feature really good looking people, dude, and they're normally in bathing suits and bikinis and stuff like that. Yeah. And good looking people are not as funny as people who aren't good looking or attractive or whatever, right? So like you'll see these like knockout attractive people in these comedies, and just by the just by them being knockout attractive to me. It's gonna make it less funny, dude. Yeah. Well, it's, it's is that also, is that racist in some way? I don't know. <laughs> but it's also a, what a, kind a, of ist is that? Come on. To me, it's more yeah. of a fucking like. Look at the original Vacation, which is one of my favorite comedies ever. Like, I can if it's on, I can get pick it up in the middle and watch it all the way through. It had such a good like story. Like the whole story was this like everybody can relate to it. It's like everybody's had a road trip with their family at some point. Or something right, funky right, went right, on, right. or something weird happened, or some relative that they met that was like the Randy Quaid character. You know, everybody's got something like that in their family. Uh, yeah, everybody's got a cousin Eddie. Movies work so well. Everybody's it's got a, a cousin Eddie. It was a tribute to America, really, is what yeah. it was, dude, I think, the first vacation. You know? So I just wish that modern day comedies would cons- would think more of like, let's of the story and rather than let's have a good scene here, you know? Well, yeah. And also it's character as well, yeah. you, because you've got to have some, some characters that are relatable and as, as off the wall as they can be, they have to be real. Well, and, and dude, and the biggest comedic dudes right now are like Seth Rogen and Zach Galifianakis and like their style of humor is really kind of late. I don't know, dude. It's, it's hit and miss. It's laid back sometimes. Um, but, but James Franco can be really funny. I mean, those guys can be really funny, but I just haven't seen a movie with all of them in it yet where they have been really funny. Right. There's, know, no, but there's no, there's no, like Steve Martin's right now, you know. Right. There's nobody right. like yeah. that. There's people that that have a funny movie here and there, but there's nobody that like you're like, oh, I want to go see that comedy because that guy's in it. 
you know? I, I think well, for a while, right. Will Ferrell right. was that guy, but... He was for a while. Oh, yeah. Said, yeah. I mean, Adam Sandler was that guy, you know? Yeah. Right. Uh, I saw Uncut... I saw Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler. Have any of you guys seen that? I haven't seen that. Uh, no, I heard it's good. It's pretty right? good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'll review it on the next show, maybe. Ah. You know, there, there's a, Andy Samberg. Is right. That, That's like, another guy. Oh, I want to see that Palm Springs movie. It, it was it's good. It's a time loop movie. It is. It, it's it's very. It. Uh, I saw it. Is it good? I I liked it. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So Russ, so this is interesting. This is right in Russ's wheelhouse. We actually have a guy on our podcast who likes rom-coms, dude. Exactly. So, <laughs> so you should, Russ is our go-to guy for this stuff. Cause I was going to rate it like six and a half, you know, like, Hey, if you have to watch it, watch it. But yeah, no, it was, it was a decent, I don't have to be ashamed is what I'm saying, dude. Well, I, I have I to can... see it just because of the time loop element, because that's like one of my favorite things. Groundhog's Day, for you know, for anything that has like a Groundhog's Day type feel to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, that's... yeah, yeah, oh, it's like good. A, that episode of Future thing, Man. A, re- a recent Agents of Sealed thing from this season, because their their whole season is like time travel, I was telling oh, us about. Oh, yeah. They had right. a, one where they got stuck in this time loop, and it was like, I just loved that episode. It was so good. Oh, yeah. Well, my my wife knows that actor from um, from that movie from a dozen other things from Palm uh-huh. Springs or whatever. You know what I mean? So it was like yeah. she was like, "Hey, we're gonna watch this movie," you know. And yeah, definitely much better than your average average check. comic. Yeah, I'll check that one out. I'm still watch trying to get with, this supernatural. <laughs> watch it with Kim. You can't. Kim, yes, you can't. She try won't let Kim. me watch anything until we finish Supernatural. We're well, on but, season twelve. Oh, oh my whatever. gosh! It's, it's, like, it's slowed down. Here. Like 18 or You've something. slowed down. What happened? You, you, uh, you were like on season 11 two weeks ago. I know. We've been like mainlining it. Uh, oh no, I'm God. saying you're going kind of slow. I had to get up I had to get up like super early in the morning to squeeze some of the Umbrella Academy in there. Yeah, and you know what? We should talk about that on the next show. Okay. But I, I, I kind of like it so far, dude. I, I think I'm on the third or fourth episode. I won't say much yet, but I, I really didn't like the first five episodes. I was like, there's so much. You've done five already? Oh, man. that's No, I saw the whole thing. I've oh, you watched the whole thing? So, cause, oh, you, cause it turns you... around about episodes seven through ten are good. You said like gotta sit, gotta sit through seven episodes to before. Yeah, right. I through, okay. Like the first four episodes, I was like, so much of this stuff doesn't even matter for the storyline. It's just, it's, it's it, just well, random. Well, I've watched the first two episodes. And I watched the first two episodes. So we'll talk about it next time. Oh, yeah. you did? Okay, yeah. so Russ watched the first. So, two okay, and this is when I mean, Brad, you had put a message in the, in the chat. Like I, I've, I've I, after first two episodes, I, I'm not liking it. I'm like, right. And and, I, and Lori turned to me and goes, I don't think I'm done with this show. I'm like, no, we're watching it together. I'm like, why? Because no. there, there are very few that we uh, we actually like. And we did the first season together and watched it. Yeah. And I was looking forward to watching it. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. I'm like, come on. The second season was just very unfocused until they get through a major portion of the season. There's just these storylines that like have nothing to do with you know what, what? What I liked about season one. And I, all and right, so like, t- tell me now. Again, do... Hazel was my favorite character from the first season, and he's literally barely in the very first episode. Huh. Is, is there any? So you tell me now. Is there any cha cha? Nope. Nope. Ah, see, that's enough. A- Andy's frozen. I, either that, or his 
I think he I think, died. I think it always yeah. happens an hour into the show. Andy freezes. Yes. <laughs> I got I got to take a screen cap of this one though. Okay. Uh, print now, screen. Okay, good. <laughs> discussing other business here. Uh, are we going to go back and try and do the get better Noah Facebook friend series or? Um, because yes. the reason I ask is that Lee Ramsey just sent me a message. We can should do I, it. Should I try and? Yeah, we can do it. Next lasso week. her or. Yeah, man. You know, it's uh, we're still trying. Also, I don't know if uh, you guys uh, knew uh, Roger Bradley from uh, Roger Bradford. Sorry, from yes. uh, from high yes. school. Yes, because he he was I was he was on my he's one of those guys that uh, he deleted me from Facebook and then uh, he then uh, he begged you to come back. He was like, "Oh, uh, if you don't respond to this message, it means you're not reading my post, and so I'm going to delete you." I'm like, "Okay." And <laughs> like four years later, I finally go, oh, okay. And, I'll, and so I, and he had me back. I'm like, and I was like, Hey man, thanks for deleting me four years ago. And he's like, what? I don't remember. I'm like, ah, it's cause, no, you, cause you, cause you weren't spurned. Like I was Roger. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. And he, he was at Wilson for like what, two years. And then he went to Los Alamitos or something like that. Oh, I can't remember that part, but he and I went to, we went to elementary school together. Okay. Hello. Hello. Oh, you are back. I have to, back. I, I hear, I'm going to send you a voice. picture. I, of I, your think, face. I think my Wi-Fi must've went out ah. or something. I don't know. So what do we think for next week? I'm all on board with the jerk. Cause that's one of my favorite movies, but we should also touch on uh, umbrella Academy. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You guys were just talking about better know a uh, Facebook friend. Okay. Yeah, well, we, can do, we Jenny... can do that next week, and then like then our next regular one could be that. Okay, yeah, but, but you want Jenny Inge part two, don't you? We need to have Jenny Inge part two, okay. and we can call right. it the Inge Binge, dude, and package it as a set. It'll be <laughs> Okay, great. okay. Yeah, I talked and to I, her. I, didn't I actually talk talked to her the other day, and I mentioned yeah. we were doing Caddyshack, and I said, you, if you want to join us, please do. <laughs> And she oh, said, "No, man. if you." But she said, "If you ever do the jerk, let me know." Oh, oh well, great. Well, then let's let's have her on as a guest for the jerk, and we can do maybe you know a fifteen minute segment or whatever. We'll talk yeah. about it off the air. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. That's that's great news. Awesome. So, the, I'm, 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 in, in the chat, you'll find that, and this is what you looked like for when you were frozen on all those uh, for many <laughs> oh, minutes, man. Dude, that, that is fantastic. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's the album cover. That's right it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. well, you do you doing Phil Phil Collins covers now? <laughs> yes, I will need some of that Phil Collins. Remember, all money, of his album man. covers were just his face. <laughs> He's a good-looking guy, man. <laughs> You kind of look like you're saying, get off my lawn. Hey, I you know, kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always that feel like cool. Andy's about to burst into some like Blair Witch impersonations when he's out in the back. I'm so scared. I know. You know, man, I got to get this I'm so scared. Set up so I have someone. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. That's perfect, man. <laughs> and then you got to have the teardrops coming down and everything, you know. Yeah. You Blair know, Witch. I, I only live about... 45 minutes from Burkittsville. Oh, yeah. I've been there before, man. And, you know, Blair Witch should have been titled Showed Me the Effin' Witch Already. You know? <laughs> yeah. And they never did. And F them for that because did, oh, they did, should have showed me the witch. That is the, one of only did, two movies I've ever walked out of a movie theater. Did you ever of. see the Family Guy episode when Brian was try, trying to describe Blair Witch 
to a blind man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was funny, man. Something's happening or nothing's happening. Something about a map. Uh, oh, the movie's over. Audience looks really pissed. <laughs> right, man. No monster whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. But it kind of kicked off an entire genre of lost footage you know, films. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cloverfield was, was my favorite one. That was, yeah. I like that one. Yeah, Cloverfield was good. Um, fantastic. So make sure we reach out to our guest for next week. Okay. Excellent. Yes. All right. Um, so uh, check out, there'll be show notes. You can, uh, you can buy yourself a, uh, a, a, a nice gopher, gopher dancing. Um, actually, I found a real nice one. You can buy it now for $59. Holy shit. Um, Ooh, that's, that's a little It's a, a little much. Um, the uh, 19 on, one, you got a, it's an auction. Yeah, like I won't be filming with this that, was, that, that one was new in box, though. Mint. Oh, oh, no, no. no. So, mint in box. Um, you can find the show notes at superfantasticterrific.com. You can also find links to Brad's blog where you can learn about uh, Wilfred Brimley in his post. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> incredible. The incredible uh, forever old man, Wilfred Brimley. Yeah. He's well, like the one good reverse. thing about it is if you, if you reach your age 80 look by age 49, then people, you know, then you're, you're consistent for the rest of your life. You don't look like you age at all. That's true. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You work for another it's 30 years like, in Hollywood yeah, with reverse, that, uh, just on that alone. Dude, it was a reverse. Dude, Wilford Brimley had a painting of himself in his house that got younger and made him look old. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Type <laughs> thing. Reverse story in but, but flip it. Yeah. Nice. There it is, man. Whoever wants to make the movie, it's there. The Benjamin Button starring Wilfred Brimley. Oh, he would have been he would have been great. The old man. version the whole movie. <laughs> All right. right on. All right, hey, uh thanks guys. We'll we'll, uh, we'll talk next time. Yes. Yep. See you, you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.